Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. We're rolling along here. It's Thursday in the NBA with eight games on the slate. We've got best bets in this video for you. Also have play up props on the slate as well. So go ahead and check out the other video we have up. Subscribe to that page and continue to follow along each and every weekday this season. Also head to thelines.com. Use that odds finder tool to make sure you're getting the best juice available to you on all these bets that you are making in the NBA this season. Nate, let's go ahead and run right into your first bet. I will say it's Thursday, meaning there's also a ton of teams on a back-to-back. I think four total teams are not on a back-to-back. So more teams playing on no rest here. Take all of that into consideration. Props are thin, uh, but we're moving along here. Let's get to your first best bet, Nate. Yeah, Utah is one of those teams on a back-to-back here. And I know Detroit is eventually going to win a game, but... For now, I mean, if you give me a pick line with the team that, that is playing all right in Utah, uh, I'll take the Jazz, minus one. Uh, if if eventually the Pistons get us, they'll, they'll get us. But for now, I mean, a team that has been losing by, on average, like 26 points per game um, in a pick is, is something you got to take. <clears throat> Jalen Duran is still out, of course. Monty Morris, yet to play. Killian Hayes under the weather. You don't know how many other guys have picked up whatever illnesses float around locker rooms these days. The Jazz are expecting Laurie Markkinen to go on a back-to-back here, and I, they've obviously been really much better offensively with him in their last four, getting 115 a game, uh, getting to the free throw line nearly 24 times a game. They're 3-0 against the spread as favorites, and they're only going to be favored if they have Markkinen. Uh, and they have Walker Kessler back, so they're they're much better defensively lately, actually allowing the fewest paint points in their last three games here with Walker the Texas Ranger patrolling the back line there and Detroit scores the second highest percentage of their points in the paint at home. They're not scoring anywhere else lately. I mean, they they're hitting in their last eight here, one seven, a game hitting only eight threes at 28%. Also have a horrible rebounding rate. Utah is way up in that regard with Walker back up to second in the league now for the season. <clears throat> um, and, and they're and I mean, Detroit, Really struggling to limit free throw attempts. Markinen averaged 25 a game, over six free throws against the East last year. And I, I haven't mentioned the guys that have stepped up with Jordan Clarkson now. I mean, Colin Sexton, friend of the show now. Uh, five straight games, basically getting about 25 on, on 50, 40, 90 splits. And then THT leading that second unit. Like, the Pistons have two guys who can basically get their own shot. And, and Utah is a more balanced offense right now and just a, uh, a better team. It rest disadvantage be damned. It's a pick em. Um, and it's like you're sitting at the roulette table and Black just, you know, hit like 100 times in a row. You got to hit it again. You're not going to be that guy that tries to call red early. Uh, and that's what the Pistons losing streak is. So I don't trust I, the, the Jazz losing to the Cavs backups. Brutal, just wild. And not even really making it close last night it was so I mean, not like I was like picking them, but it was just wild to watch. Um, they just th- their offense is is stagnant at best i guess but yeah this is this is where you get right like i don't know what else to say i have nothing to to say to defend detroit um and i i, I yeah if, as long as marketing's in there especially it's like the best player on the floor at that point so uh i'm gonna go ahead and take another ugly game we only have like the ugly games on the slate available to us as we record this early morning on wednesday but uh or sorry thursday uh but i'm gonna go with portland minus three and a half in a poop bowl game against uh the wizards but you and i are both on team yo like Relax on the hate for the Pistons. Or I'm sorry, the Pistons. Keep that up. The Blazers, <laughs> obviously. Uh, we both think that they're the Blazers are better than people are giving credit for. 
it's any game that Washington's in is a poop bowl, though. Like, they're just so bad right now, man. On defense, uh, they've got to be the worst team. They, they don't care. It's just, like, they're not even trying to hide that they're losing the way the Spurs are doing a decent job of it by playing weird lineups. The Wizards are just coming out, and once they go down, they're out. Uh, there's no coming back for them. They have the most double-digit losses on the season. This is Portland at home getting right with Brogdon back, with Jeremy Grant back, and my boy, Tumani Kamara, in the starting lineup at small forward because of his defense. And that is why I'm going to be uh, targeting some stuff here on uh, to fade Washington's players as well. But with Brogdon in the lineup, we're talking about 7-12. and 12. Without Brogdon in the lineup, we're talking about 0-7. Oh uh, 109 points per game with him versus 104 without him. And a uh, 113 defensive rating with him. 123 without him. When they have Brogdon, Grant, and Tumani Kamara on the floor at the same time in the last five games, their defensive rating is 107. That's very good. That's 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 very, very good for a three man lineup or any lineup for that matter. But um, yeah, without him, they're down to 104 points per game as well. Jeremy Grant, same concept without him, 114 D rating, 124 without him. Sorry. So with him, 114 defensive rating, it's much better. Um, Washington does go over on the road. They do cover a bit on the road, but that they cover eight point spreads, not four point spreads. They uh, have an average margin of victory of negative seven and a half. Uh, on their road games here this season. So nothing to really worry about with the Wiz coming through just because they've covered 10 out of 16 games. That's because most of those are double digits and they haven't been a favorite on the road. So there's no nothing. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, just finishing it off though, with the Blazers healthy, they're a much better team. And that's why I was like, you know, I get that they're trying to lose, but I took the over on their wins at like 24 and a half uh, really early on because it was like th- there's better players on this team than you're giving it credit for it's still it's like the jazz last year we overshot a uh, shot it with them and we're like oh they suck it's like well they still have some nba players on their team that are like legit dudes so uh, i'm gonna go ahead and take them against a team that i don't think has legit nba players outside of kyle kuzma to be honest um and, and three and a half is basically a pick at home for portland and Tyus Jones, please, please no Tyus Jones slander either. Sure. But yeah, the Wizards, I, I mean, they just have nothing for you on the wing. Like Jeremy Grant, maybe even Aiden puts together back-to-back good games. Simons' his prop is 26 and a half points. It's just like, I, I mean, Portland is a really disciplined defense. I know they've had some yeah. weird results lately, but like you can't expect Washington to keep pace uh, with the 120 they always give up in this spot against a team that's number two in three point defense and, and Washington can't hit a three to save their life on the road. So yeah, I, I was on this one too. I just didn't want to take two poop bowls in a row as Josh mentioned. Uh, so I'll take a game that that is intriguing between top four teams here. Clippers at thunder. I'll go under two thirty six. Clippers are on a back to back here. Got to assume they slow it down a little more if they can. We don't know if anybody's going to sit again. Kawhi Leonard has not missed a game and he's been key limiting SGA in their last five meetings. Um, you know, his SGA 25.8 points per game, which is is crazy to say, like, that's way down for, for a guy who's just an elite scorer. Under six free throw attempts in his last five against Kawhi. He's a minus 48. Kawhi is a plus 48 in those games, getting 28 a game. But, I mean, I, we're not talking Clippers to win here. What we're just talking about is hold down SGA, and the Thunder are not putting up the 123 they average at home. Uh, I think some of those results are skewed by these shootouts with the Kings or with the Warriors, et cetera. The Clippers don't necessarily want to play that way. I know they have the number one offensive rating during this win streak here, but they're playing at a 98 pace. Their last four meetings with OKC have been a 96 pace. They've averaged only 215, and you go back several years, they've gone 16 straight meetings between these teams going under 236. I mean, that's 10-6 and to the under in terms of the line set. 
but we have a bit of an inflated line, I think, because of how these teams have been scoring against inferior defenses. But both these defenses are good, and they're good at, at limiting what the other team wants to do. Mainly, I mean, they when they've played each other, the Thunder as a team under 15 free throw attempts. Both teams shooting under 35% from three. That's that's how the Thunder are going to score, right? Is the free throws, the turn points off turnovers, not things that the Clippers give up. My one concern is that OKC has been playing fast in their last eight here, but they are still allowing the fewest paint points in that span, the second fewest fast break points. They've got Chet patrolling that back line. I mean, the Clippers are are just balanced everywhere. It's not like they do anything particularly well uh, or particularly poorly. Um, and so back-to-back numbers is the last thing I'll look at here for the Clips. They're scoring 116, allowing 109, and holding opponents to 30% from three. Again, that number that they've held OKC to. And went under this total in their last three in in a 92 pace in two of those three against the Warriors and Mavs. So if they keep it slow, they play Harden ball, uh, I see this going under. Yeah, that Harden ball, man, it's crazy. Um, It's crazy what it'll do to you. He hasn't been as big of a liability on defense. They've been a little bit worse against point guards. Um, But defending shy Gilgis Alexander isn't like a one point guard job. It, It takes two guys. It takes a team. Uh, it takes a village to guard Shy Gilgis Alexander. So that's going to be the play anyway. And that team defense is as, honestly as good as any. And Zubach needs to start getting talked about as one of the better uh, centers in the league at this point. Playing center means being a defensive anchor and rebounder and not turning the ball over and being solid on offense. And I can't think of many guys that do it more solidly than him. Um, and I, I do think guys like him will continue to be a problem for Chet Holmgren, who has defied the odds at times and, and gone up against bigger, um, you know, stockier defenders and still had success, surprisingly, even getting rebounds. But um, this is not like like against Jokic, for instance, which was wildly shocking. Um, but this is going to be a, a little bit different of a game than we're used to from OKC at home. I completely agree. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Just going back to the chalk, baby. I got to. I'm going Memphis minus two and a half and I'm going Ja 25 plus. He's up to 30 and a half. It opened at 25 and a half or sorry, 28 and a half. For this game, 24 and a half for the last game. We know how that went. I'm, I'm going back to it because I, I do like after seeing what he looks like and not only that, but the drive to I mean, look the 40 percent usage rate for him. He's he's shooting when he's on the floor, period. Um, and if he's not, it's because there's three dudes around him and he's passing it out. So um, the 25 plus I still like with the two and a half parlay because it's a plus 138 on DraftKings. It's about 20 percent, uh, 20 cents better on DraftKings, by the way. It's like 110 on um on FanDuel and BetMGM, like 115. So the DraftKings is the best place to take this parlay. They need a win. They need to keep winning. They have the fifth worst record in the league, and they need to win at a 51-win pace the rest of the year just to break 500 and stay there. And 51 wins is, you know, a lot of wins in the NBA, especially in the Western Conference. So, like, there is no time to dilly-dally because 500 doesn't even guarantee you uh, a top six seed at all. Actually, almost guarantees you not a top six seed in the Western Conference this year. So, um, with and without Ja, let's talk about it. <laughs> one in 11 at home this year. And this is a grind city that's prided itself on having one of the best home records in the league the last two seasons, even all the way back to three seasons ago um, before they got really good. So they've averaged 103 points per game at home. And that's what this comes down to. This was basically a bottom, not basically, it was ba- the worst offense in the league. It was a bottom three clutch team in the league as well, which might come into play um, with Memphis at home against 
the uh, the Pacers, who can score, don't get me wrong. They score obviously a few uh, f- fewer points on the road do the Pacers, and they're they're still six and six straight up uh, on the road. So they're not a bad road team here. Um, but this is a, a Memphis team that with John there and the offense back up to like a legitimate offensive rating and not absolutely putrid should be a lot better. The things that go up, obviously. <laughs> Free throws on the season. They have the first, the fourth worst free throw attempt rate. That's what happens when Desmond Bain is your playmaker, quote unquote. Um, you're not going to get many assists or easy buckets. Then you got Ja, who just lives in the paint. And obviously they went, they had the third best free throw attempt rate of anybody playing on Wednesday. Tiny sample size, but it's pretty obvious when you go from the fourth worst free throw attempt rate to the third best in one game, because there's one player out there like Ja who's different. Um, the 40% usage I mentioned, Bain and Triple J also combining for 56% usage. Like these dudes are taking more than half the shots between the three of them when they're on the floor. And that's fine. It's just indicative of how awful their offense is without Ja. They, like those two dudes are good offensive players, but they can't create for themselves. And that's where Ja comes into play. And that's why the offensive rating jumps up so high. The, the last thing I'll say here for this mismatch is like Memphis does everything incredibly well and has without Ja this season on defense to limit what the, the Pacers want to do. The reason the Pacers have the most points in the paint per game is because the Pacers have the most fast break points per game. And that's where you finish fast break points more often than not is at the rim. That's why they're fast breaks. Um, And that's where Memphis will stop you, right? They are number one at limiting points in the paint. That's without Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. So like shout out Bismack Biombo and Jaron Jackson Jr. for holding it down. Um, And they are fourth best at limiting fast break points. Um, So they stop everything that, that Indy wants to do. If they are able to get back in transition and maintain that fourth best points per possession in uh, in transition defense that they have, then everything's fine after that. Um, The Pacers aren't particularly bad at limiting point guard points necessarily. Like Tyrese is fine. He's not a good defender, but he's got uh, decent enough help at times with, uh, with Bruce Brown taking over at times when he's able to guard a point guard because they don't need him to be versatile guarding a bigger guy. Well, in this one, like I do expect uh, there's not enough defenders to go around, essentially. Uh, and so Josh should be able to easily get his 25. I'm not scared of 30. I'm just taking the 25 because I also really like them to win this game. So I just put them together. Yeah, I think you convinced me. I mean, I was my first look was Memphis 125 points because Indy's given up like 130 on back to backs and when almost 130 and on the road regardless. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, you kind of hedge against Memphis winning this game with a strong defensive effort. If, 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 you know, you don't take the team total, if you just take this small spread, I don't think Indy's winning on a back-to-back year with Ja out there after what he did against a good defense. Now he faces the defense that gives up the most free throws. Like, he's just going to be attacking the paint relentlessly. I mean, Memphis can't really win without him getting 25, so it's a good correlation play for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know how they would. Like, I guess he could get like 13 assists and that would be another way, but he's too vital to their offense the way we've talked about. And and a point guard is too vital. Like, honestly, if they had Tyus Jones this year, who we just shouted out a minute ago, they probably wouldn't be 1-11 at home would be my guess. So, Nate, let's go ahead and jump into favorite, uh, fan favorite and show favorite, Boyan Bogdanovich, not brother of Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> thank, thank you for clarifying that. We had no idea on Monday, just assume the two guys look, look alike. They have similar games to an extent. And we just, we just assumed that's, that's our bad. How about the yeah. same last name and almost the same first name. It's just one of those things where like in college, we started watching these dudes play and we were just like, Oh, they're brothers. And we never decided to check back up on it. Yeah. Not no fact checking required, but yes, Boyan Bogdanovich unrelated. Um, I mean, did find some good juice here on three assists for plus plus one thirty at Caesars. I think you can put half your unit on that and half on 25 and a half points and assists. I mean, he's coming off a 25 point game. 
against the Hawks in a good matchup gets another really good matchup against the Jazz perimeter D. I said in the in the best bets that I mean their interior D is good with Walker Kessler back, but their wing defense is is putrid. I mean they've allowed 70 assists in their last two road games, now up to 30 on the year on the road. Uh, versus 25 at home. They allow 40% from three on the road, 50% field goals. They allow the fifth most points to, to small forwards overall and a hell of a lot of threes to that position. They are allowing the third highest percentage from three in their last three here, 45%. And f- over 50% of opponents' points have come by the three uh, in that span. So Boyan, clearly the floor stretcher the Pistons were missing and are still missing uh, in terms of some extra help. For him and Cade Cunningham, who have taken on a huge usage rate here in eight games, immediately hit the ground running, Boyan. 25% usage in these eight, hitting over three threes per game at 42%. At home, he hits nearly four threes. He's averaging 23.5 points, 3.3 assists on 27% usage. This is a revenge spot. Uh, He's had two opportunities to beat his former team last year, and he shot poorly. Uh, under 39%, which you know has, is not what he's been doing this year. Got 19 points per game. I expect him to rebound, but you like to see the usage rate was 27%, so he was out there gunning against the former team, uh, and he did get three assists in both. So I like the juice you get on the assists for a guy who's got to yeah. be a playmaker for, for a weak team. Love the randomness of this um, for Boyan, but there's there's heavy correlation, I get it. Um, he's the only, we've talked about it. If you're going to bet an over on a Pistons player, you better be taking Boyan or Cade because nobody else is getting time and nobody else is relied upon with usage. It's so, it's almost like Jaden Ivey's not helping them in that at the fourth overall pick. That was a complete fucking bust at this point. Excuse my French, but it's just so brutal to just keep watching vets forced into 38 minutes a game because the rooks that they drafted were just not good enough. That's going to be what we see continuously. So until he gets traded, Denny Advija. I got to go under and I love our boy Denny on the wizards here, but I'm going to take under 21 and a half PRA. And it's it, here's, here's where I'm at with it. Like I, I said this recently, but he, he had his props higher about a week or two ago. They were at like 23 and a half, 24 and a half points. He was going over five in a row last six games. Then it's stalled out and including the last three. So this prop has dropped from like 23 and a half PRA to 21 and a half. And I hate the feeling of being like, well, I was on this and I was riding a golden goose. And then like, now it's just sort of like spit up all its golden eggs essentially. And it's dry, but we'll see. I'm I'm still going to ride with it with a half a unit because I do feel like it's this like pivotal moment for him, but he's playing a team in Portland that just does stops exactly what he wants to do. Maybe better than any other team in the league, Nate, like maybe Uh, teams are taking not that many threes against them because they're, they're definitely forcing teams off the three point line. They just run you off it. Um, as we have seen them do consistently, I, that's a decent game plan. Three is worth more than two. So you run them off the line, but their, their interior defense is terrible um, because of Dominaton. So that's not quite Denny's game. Uh, he, he has been getting to the free throw line a little bit more at times, but not only twice in the last uh, 10 games has he gotten to the free throw line more than five times. So like, it's not like he's getting a ton of points from there. He is shooting roughly 38 and a half percent of his shots from three point as well, which he, very helpful to take an under when you've got such a good three-point uh, defense there as well for him. They allow the fifth fewest uh, points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game to opposing small forwards. Is he a small forward? Is Kyle Kuzma the small forward? They're interchangeable. I think an under for at least one of them is in the cards. Just got to get it right for which one it is. It could be both of them, um, but I think it's at least one of them. And I, I would go with Denny on this one because Kuz is pr- has proven to be a better rebounder. Um, and and 
the Pistons are excuse Pistons. I keep doing that. The Blazers are not the worst rebounding team by any means. They're not great, um, but Aiton has been good on the defensive rebounding side of the ball. So I don't think Denny attacking uh, the the offensive glass is going to be a solid way for him to get second chance points tonight necessarily. Mostly because Kamara and Jeremy Grant are back. That needs to be mentioned. This bet would not be being made if either or both of those guys were not playing. But with Jeremy Grant on the floor, a defensive rating that that drops to 114 from 124 without him. Tumani Kamara, who shall never be blasphemed on this show as the rook in the second round pick, is also a very good rangy wing defender who's versatile on defense and can play guys down low, which Denny Avia is obviously a very big small forward. So you're going to need someone with a 6'9 size and like a 7'2 wingspan of Tumani Kamara to be able to hang with him. Plus, Jeremy Grant has gotten a lot better at the, the interior defense and, and honestly is way more impactful down low defending the paint than uh, Dominaton is. So uh, I, with, all, with both those guys back, with Brockton in there as well, overall just defense better around the perimeter. I'm just going to go under 21.5 PRA for Denny. Yeah, I mean, how often is Jordan Poole really going to let uh... – <laughs> Gonna let Avdia get the get his hands on the ball. Like, yeah, we're talking a usage rate potential below like twelve percent for a guy. So who's not putting up a ton of stats in the other realm? So I I think it's just fine to take an under here yeah, against Portland, which like we've been saying is underrated and underrated defensively. I will take over on Nikola Vucevic, who we've gone under a couple times with recently, but no more. I think with the the new look Bulls here. Um, won eight of their last 11 with Kobe White running the offense. And they are on a back-to-back here against the Spurs, which I actually like Vooch more for that. DeMar DeRozan, had his his stats kind of fall down uh, when he's on a back-to-back. But Vooch last season averaged more minutes per game, uh, scored 17.5 and had 11.5 boards last season on zero days rest. This season, he's again spiked 19.5 points versus 16 on normal rest, and his usage rate up 5% when we're on a back-to-back. So other Bulls, a little more tired. Vooch is a guy who played all 82 last season and just you know goes in and punches the clock. And it's a fantastic matchup. Topped this in six of his last eight against the Spurs, including 21 and 16 on uh, December 8th when these teams met. He had 10 of the team's 24 offensive rebounds in that game. Like The Spurs are just really rough rebounding the ball. Uh, they allow the third most rebounds overall because they can't make shots. Vooch defensively, since then, you know, his last six thirty percent defensive rebound rate. So he's grabbing those. Spurs also allow the second most points to centers. And, um, you know, in their last three here, they have a laughable 3.7 assist to turnover ratio to opponents. By far worse in the league. And they allow the second most assists overall. Vooch, an underrated playmaker right now. For a Spurs team that, I mean, a Bulls team that is again, um, you know, sharing the ball a little better without Zach Levine. He's averaging four assists per game in his 11 without Levine this season is Vucevic. So many stats to go around without Zach Levine. I'm just glad for an excuse to briefly talk about the Bulls being the best team against the spread in their 10 games that they played without um, Mr. Levine there. We did call them winning last night uh, on the side as well for, for that game against L.A., because they're a fun team to watch, man. Talked about it yesterday, and we'll keep talking about it. My bad on the Kobe White bet. Um, that was a little bit re- of a reach with DeMar. Such a high usage on the front end of those back-to-backs. Like you said, maybe a better night for Kobe tonight, uh, as well as Vooch with the way that DDR plays on the second legs, uh, on no rest, like you mentioned. Yeah, I, I wanted to go under again. There's no unders that I could find in this game. That's for damn sure. Uh, I would never t- feel comfortable taking an under of a, uh, a guy playing against this Spurs Ole defense. So... 
Um, let's close it out and go back to the jaw. Well, man, uh, I, I talked about it a little bit already, but I, I got to just take what I like here and what's available to us with such slim pickings is John ja Morant to get 25 plus and this and his team to win by, I'll take the two and a half as well. Cause I'm not worried. It gives you a little bit more juice plus plus one thirty-eight on DraftKings. If you take the money line plus plus one eighteen, So I thought two and a half points for two for 20 cents seemed worth it. Um, but yeah, let's just keep it simple here. Like with John ja on the floor, he's going to be shooting. I am going to put stock into the idea that this team needs to win and win now and win consistently until they end this season. If they really still think that they are a playoff team, which look, you put John Morant, we might've forgotten, but like he reminded us, you put John Morant on a team and you have an offense right there already. You just need a couple guys to be able to hit some threes and Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to benefit from that. He shoots uh, the highest percentage of, of his shots from catch and shoot of any power forward in the league. I know it's a very specific statistic, but like that's just an indi- indicator of like how often he needs to be spotted up to score. And also it, it helps his free throw game as well. He's actually uh, going to probably average a few more free throws a game with Ja in there, which is a huge, huge part of this bet as well, by the way. Uh, Indiana has the third worst defensive free throw attempt rate because they let you out in transition and you're going to the basket and they got to foul you because that's what it is. They got one of the worst transition defenses in the league. Uh, despite having one of the best transition offenses in the league. So Josh should be able to get his in space. Um, point guards, they score at a decent rate against uh, the, the Pacers here. Like, like I've said before, like Tyrese isn't a total liability on defense, but he's certainly not good enough to guard Ja. It's going to be a team effort. And I, I, the amount of points that you can score in the paint on this team, Josh should be able to get in there and then just kind of do what he wants, to be honest, the way exactly what we saw. Like you... I don't, I don't think the Pacers are going to do a better job of stopping him than the Pellies did with Herb Jones, right? Like Herb Jones was meeting Ja at the three-point line, and it didn't matter because he still found himself in one-on-one matchups against Joval until they went into the zone. And I think you're going to see zone probably pretty often uh, in this one for the Pacers if they can get back on defense in time to set it up because I don't know that they will be. I think Memphis keeps this pace high. I do think they win on defense to a degree, but it's it's much easier to play defense if, you, if you've got a made basket rather than a missed one uh, in transition, right? And I do think we're going to see plenty of made baskets. I think we're going to see plenty of clock stoppage because the Grizzlies will be attacking, especially with Ja. They're going to get a lot of stuff in the paint and around the rim. So yeah, just give me Ja to get the twenty-five and and the win here and the the two and a half point spread. I'll take that with with uh, Indiana with Memphis over Indiana tonight. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Even if they play zone or just sag off him and dare him to shoot, we saw with Ja last game. Like he'll just still find a way to score over you. Like he's like a mini Giannis in that regard. Like you can sag off, you can, you can do whatever, and and Indy's the worst team in the league defending the paint and keeping people off the free throw line. So. Hard to imagine, you know, he takes a he takes his foot off the gas now um, after such a stellar debut because Memphis needs it. Like this is not a team that where he can just like take pick and choose his spots and be like, all right, Bane, you go get it tonight. Like, no, he's got to come out like a bat out of hell, like we said in the debut, and 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 kind of will this team back to five hundred. Uh, so love Memphis to win here. If you know, you know, if you're looking at a, a money line parlay partner, they're definitely it. Uh, with Indiana back to back, maybe Portland, who we talk about in the best bets video, put those two together and get pretty good odds there to win. Yep. Yeah, they're definitely a wonderful parlay partner because they get good juice on the money line because it's such a small spread for them. And I don't know that this spread would be minus two and a half with Indiana back to back if Ja has, you know, in two weeks from now, let's say, right after this team has gone on a little run. I, I doubt that this spread would be so small. So I think, yeah, we're getting great value here tonight, man. But that is all the time we have for you in the play up props. Continue to follow along, like, and subscribe to that page. Check out the best bets we also have up for you. Until we see you next, see you next. Happy betting.